Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a bonus Loki theory. chickens uh this is another bonus loki loki down podcast <laughs> uh we're locked down for an extra week so you who knows what you're going to be getting i've started watching bones um which has a surprising number of boobs in it like just just yeah weird like here's my boob in a bra and hanging out of my shirt for reasons that I can't understand. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about bones. Um, this is a Loki podcast. <laughs> Can you tell I have nothing on at the moment? Um, anyway, loved it. I loved it. Like, I know I've been really reticent with this series, um, but I really enjoyed this episode. I think because I'm really into alternate universe versions of whoever. Um, and I was not really loving the time manipulation kind of thing. You know what I find weird is that, so in Doctor Who, the Time Lords obviously are the the way the writers have kind of tried to get their heads around the, 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 the administration of a race that could travel in time. And the way the British obviously think about it is in terms of class warfare. <laughs> Because, you know, they're time lords, which implies a time commons, um, which I think is the Shabogans, <laughs> the Shebogans out in the who knows where. Um, but, yeah, so that's the way the Brits think about it because it's like, you know, you need your your lord of the manor and your serfs. That's, how, that's obviously how you administrate time. Whereas the Americans have the time masters and they've gone full on authoritarian, like crazy, almost, you know, you know, the Americans love law and order until it becomes too much like Nazis. And then they're like, oh, maybe we don't love it that much. Uh, <laughs> they're really into authoritarian kind of everything has to have a rule. Um, you know, I guess, I guess the time masters are, yeah, it's, it, it is, a, it is a weird manifestation of that kind of American need to control things. So 
Yeah, I that that was the, that was all I kept thinking about at the start of the episode. I don't know if it's because Richard E. Grant was there with his very plummy accent. In fact, looking at the cast, I think Owen Wilson is the only American in the cast. Like everyone else is British. <laughs> Like, obviously, Tom Hiddleston's British um, and the woman playing Sylvie is British. I keep wanting to call her, I, I think her same name's Sophie DiMartino, but it sounds a lot like another person who I know who has a similar name and I keep going to say her name instead. Um, uh, Wumi Masaku, who, oh, my God, I didn't mention her last week. That scene where she just got, like, the tear and she's, you know, I just want to go back to who I was before you took me. I'm like, oh, She's so good. And, like, in this episode, she had, like, one tiny scene with uh, Gugu and Batharo and, like, just one tiny scene with Ravonna. And it was, oh, it hurt me. Because it was, you know, when she said, like, because I was like, you know, this whole big episode, all this crazy stuff's going on, the scene that affected me the most <laughs> took place in a cupboard, which I think is when this show works best, when people are just sitting around a desk having a chat. I think the big picture stuff is kind of getting away from it. And I think, I don't know whether it's Kate Heron, the director, is just really good at directing people in a cupboard um, as opposed to out in the, the giant green screen world. But, oh, my God, that scene where she just said, you know, uh, you both want the same thing, but she's going to get it because you want it, but she needs it. And I'm like, oh, that speaks to me so much. It speaks to me. It's just like... I, I used to have this, whenever I was trying to teach people how to do stand-up, which, you know, is a fool's errand, um, <laughs> but I was happy to do it. If anyone wants to, to do my stand-up classes, I don't teach them, but, you know, come on board, I'll, I'll start a class. I always used to say to people, I'm like, okay, your first listen is go to a gig every night for a month. And they're like, oh, I can't because of the kids. I went, well, you don't want it. <laughs> But that's my thing with stand-up is like I used to say to people like some of you are into this because you want to be famous. Some of you are into this because you want to, you know, make people laugh. Some of you are into this because you want this. I mean the only people who are going to succeed are the people who need to do it, the people who have something they need to say and that is going to drive you on the days when you don't feel funny, when you just cannot be bothered going to a gig, when it's raining, you're crying, you've broken up with your boyfriend, you don't. Like I did a gig the night I was in the middle of a breakup and it was bleak. It was a bleak, bleak night. I, I still apologise to Carl Chandler to this day whenever I see him. He goes, you were really funny that night. I was like, yeah, but I was dark. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it, it's... It's it's just it it was just a line of dialogue that spoke to me and it just Wunmi Masaku's delivery of it was just pitch perfect. Like I just believed her when she said you want it and she needs it. And I was just like, whoa. Um Richard E. Grant, can we talk about how delightfully unhinged he is in this entire episode? Also, props to Kate Heron, the director, for just turning to the alligator when <laughs> 
he was saying nothing. It was just kind of growling and his eyes were looking around. But just choosing, like, for reaction shots, like, oh, yeah, let's have a reaction shot on the alligator. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. I'm here for alligator Loki reaction shots. Um, the purple cloud monster confused me. It looked like a cross between the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin and the Fantastic Four Silver Surfer movie Galactus. <laughs> you know when Galactus was a cloud? <laughs> Hi, I'm Galactus. I'm a fart. Um, <laughs> it was... Anyway, it was... <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. But, yeah, Richard E. Grant uh, and kind of like I think he was self-conscious in his in his wife runs because like they were quite full for one thing. But he kept kind of pulling his cape in front of the – oh, my God, doing some ridiculous cape work, by the way. And just when you think, oh, there's there's four different Lokis, oh, and then there's uh, Sylvie's, there's five different Lokis. And then there's just that moment where there's like, oh, no, there's like 20 Lokis. <laughs> And I was about to go, oh, you know, this could have been just really terrible and lots of different Tom Hiddlestons acting with himself. And then another Tom Hiddleston turned up and I'm like, oh, but I'm kind of fine with it. <laughs> They've all got a badge. Like they're, they're voting for Lokis. It's... I don't know what's going on in this weird planet at the end of time. But, yeah, it's it, it was getting all a bit too wackadoodle and conceptual for me. Like that's, that's one of the things that I kind of have always loved about um, the Russell T. Davis era. Whenever it got this kind of loopy la-la in Doctor Who when he was writing it, he used to just kind of go, no, no, no. You, you can't have an argument with a big amorphous nothing. Like eventually we have to bring it back down to a, a justifiable and quantifiable thing that you can have a conversation with. Um, and, yeah, there was something weirdly, I don't know, like the kind of trying to trick this gigantic thing was had shades of, you know, the giant three-headed dog in Harry Potter Um yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know if it's just that there's so much going on in this show that is just reminding me of so many other things. But I, I have to say this episode felt so much more coherent than episode, well, I think it was three. Was it episode three with the falling down planet? I don't know. It seems so long ago. It was probably two weeks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and I, I don't think, like, I wasn't really mad for Sylvie for the last couple of episodes, but I thought she was great in this one. Like, I thought the performance this week was really, really on song. And maybe that's, you know, the episode where it was just her and Loki, there was no Owen Wilson, but we had Owen Wilson this week. And I feel like he's the he's kind of like the linchpin in this show. He's kind of grounding it all in a way. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what's on the other side. It's weird that like, I know Richard E. Grant Loki kind of made Asgard, um, but because he was using his green powers, it did look a little bit like the Emerald City of Oz. <laughs> and, it does feel like now that they've gone past the big cloud monster and it looks a little bit rainbowy, um, and you know maybe maybe Oz was kind of born out of you know Norse mythology. I don't know, you know, uh, over the rainbow, over the rainbow bridge. It's all it's all 
being feeling very strange in my head. Anyway, uh, there will be another one of these next week. Um, don't forget, if you want to get uh, new episodes a week in advance, you can get onto patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard um, and sign up and you can get a whole week's worth of these episodes. And if you want to join at the theoretician level, you also get to hear me rabbit on for 20 minutes about Resident Alien. I know. What more could you want? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.